0: Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. Our goal of Connections Radio Show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that get us thinking, get us feeling, get us imagining, get us inspired and connected, and perhaps inspired to do just a bit more because we've made that connection. So it's sunny out today. Isn't it wonderful? I, we had a chance to talk to our, our co-producers a little bit before the show and we were all celebrating um, the delightful sun. Um, so our show today is featuring um, our co-producers, which is uh, who are from the uh, Reviving the Islamic Sisterhood for Empowerment, and that's RISE. Uh, wonderful group that has been co-partnering with us for about three years now. And my co-host today is Nashina Hussein. Nashina, are you on the line with me? We, I think that we, we lost a couple of the lines just as we went on. So, uh, Amina, are you with us? I am. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Uh, Amina, <laughs> Amina Gauss <laughs> is a, a volunteer with Rise. And, um, you do a lot of community development work as a, a volunteer, don't you?
1: Uh, yes, I I help encourage all uh, the work that Rise does throughout the community,
0: and you're considered one of the she I am. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, the reviving of the Islamic Sisterhood for Empowerment has been. Um, wonderfully vital in creating an opportunity for women to work together for what they believe in. Um I'm I'm looking over at my technical producer. Do we have Nashina? Oh, we've got a thumbs up. Nashina. My co-host <laughs> and executive director Hi, an executive director of the Reviving the Islamic Sisterhood for Empowerment. Uh welcome. Glad you're back. Glad glad we got
2: you back. Uh, good morning, Lori. Thanks for having me. Uh, hi, Amina. I'm sorry I got dropped off. You no, know, digital. Love it. Love technology. It's all right. So. I
0: heard it. And just just as we were going to music, I could hear this click, and I'm like, oh, this is not good. I'm going to have to do a little bit more of an introduction, I think, as we wait to get you back. My co-host and dear friend, Nashina Hussein. So, you know, what I really love, Nashina, is that you've created for each of the shows an encouragement a check-in at the beginning of the show. Uh, Just how are we all doing? You know, what's going on? I mean, I don't know if we thought back in March when we
2: did our check-ins (laughs) that we would still be doing check-ins in December. (laughs) I know. I I mean, can you believe we had um, January, February, and then covid yeah, it was like that happened. It's been our year.
0: Yeah, and it's like, and in some ways, it's like it never ends. It's like I, we've no. lived five years in one.
2: It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like a groundhog's day <laughs> feeling <laughs> over and over.
0: Yeah, and so many people are like finding amazing things to do for house projects. I, I think Menards <laughs> is really getting the yeah. the boom of, and then, you know, we're we're all kind of finding. Well, why don't we work on this now? Yeah, yeah, but tell tell me what you think is going on um, with rise in and community and everybody. How 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 are we all doing in December?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think personally, um, you know, we're taking it really serious. Uh, this pandemic is been very challenging for all of us. Uh, we're seeing cases rising. We're seeing just uh, such a toll it's playing on our healthcare system. The disparities are quite obvious, and you know the people that we have in office are just not doing a good enough job. In
0: well, they're they're actually they're and- <laughs> actually trying to spread it. It seems like with holiday parties yeah. and oh. more rallies, it just yeah it's
2: yeah incumbent. super spreaders. Yeah. And um, you know, it's not a joke. I know plenty of frontline workers who are struggling. Right, and we're not talking just about what's happening in the hospitals, but what's happening on the education front with our our kids and our students and our um, school systems um, all the way to what's happening in small businesses. And I think we're seeing a huge um, gap and disparity of uh, businesses, small businesses that are owned by people of color, women of color, black and indigenous communities are really, really hit hard during all of this. And and although there are, you know, all types of – aid out there, uh, it's not getting to our communities, and that's been quite challenging um, to be able to, like, connect
1: uh, people with the
2: right resources.
1: Amina, how are you doing? I'm doing well now. Thank you for asking. <laughs> it's, um,
0: uh-huh. it, it, it's a its a challenging time. I mean, we just came out of Thanksgiving, and, you know, some in our community hunkered down and did not invite forty people over. <laughs> did a very, yeah. and others did not. I mean, how how did you feel going through Thanksgiving and moving now into you know our December?
1: Well, first of all, Lori, I just want to thank you for having me on uh, your show. Um, I didn't get a chance to say that earlier, um, but I mean, I it was it was really difficult for me personally because you know just like everyone else. We were trying to figure out how to navigate this, this, um, Thanksgiving without the family and everything. But then I thought back to how we celebrated our, um, holy month of, uh, uh, Ramadan. And so, I mean, and, and that was back in May. And we were actually thinking of, how do we even approach it? Not being able to go to the mosques and not being able to um, pray in congregation. The mosques closed and everything. And all of a sudden, the community got so creative. And all of a sudden, all of the sermons started happening online, and and uh, people started to cater food for one another. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the biggest things of of the of the month of uh, Ramadan is that families help. Break each other's fast by inviting people over to their house. There's fundraising dinners, and there's so many different things where uh, people gather to break their fast together for 30 nights every single day of the Mother of And so, when people got creative, there were uh, there were opportunities. Actually, um, uh, like there was um, uh, uh, there was a group that actually was able uh, uh, was hosting people to come over and create boxes to take to their their Uh, friends and their family Mm -hmm. and so either people got those deliveries or they dropped or they got food dropped off and it was just you know like oh um uh, there were also uh, driveway meetups nice like there was a socially distanced uh, driveway meetups where like there were chairs on people's driveways and it was you know the community got really creative and things happened and we didn't have to worry about you know how it normally looks because we were able to work around that and still make it festive and get together and
0: have that harmony. And that was in May. Yeah. And now moving into December, is there still that sense of, you know, how can we keep getting creative? Are people getting, you know, tired? Or is is there fatigue setting in? Is there both creativity and, I mean, is there pendulum swing or is the energy still up for looking at how to, how now, now we've got some, um, history behind us on how to do this. We can. We got this. We can move forward.
1: What are your thoughts? Uh, I think that's what it is. I think that what uh, people are looking at is that they're kind of thinking back because, that's, because um, as a Muslim, uh, Ramadan is the biggest time of the year. Mm-hmm. And so for us to be able to get through that and fast the entire day and not be able to see the people that we normally see, we're actually pulling from that and mm-hmm. we're actually – um, helping plug that into like all the different aspects of our lives and we're you know it's 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 somewhat of a shared feeling I think and just pausing and going back and reflecting and bringing back that positive energy and bringing back that spirituality and uh, like plugging that back into our lives I think that that's something that I've been seeing a lot of people do and that's what I've been telling everyone to do not just you know like a Muslim but of all walks of faith of, of all um, like faith and non-faith there's there's always a way that you uh, kind of re-energize and you um, like you kind of pull your core out and you, and you draw from that and you regroup yourself and you regather and I think that as long as you know uh, like people kind of Get back to that—that that there's nothing really to fear, even mm-hmm. though it is like uh, a tiresome and it's mm-hmm. hard not to see everyone. I think that you know, just uh, kind of going back from that, like uh, going back to that, it's not that hard. It's not that hard, and that's what I've been doing, and I, you know, and I've been seeing a lot of people doing that too. So that's really been helping a lot.
0: I um I heard on the news uh, a group that are proposing masks. As um, a, a symbol of love. And, oh. and how can we take go away from it being something like, you can't tell me what to do, to I'm wearing this because I love you. You know, I'm wearing this because I love my community. Um, Absolutely. And and that's what I hear in you is like, it, there. it isn't that hard. There, there's some things that we can do. And did you find that Ramadan had a, a different spiritual feel to it for you be, because oh, gosh, no. we needed to all, you know,
1: be isolated in some ways but yet still needed to find connections. Oh, definitely. I I was actually looking forward to Ramadan because unfortunately last last November my dad passed away. Mm. And so it was just a way for me to get back into the swing of things and come back to my spiritual core and when that went and when that wasn't there for me I was like, I don't know what the rest of the year is going to look like for me. But then when all of these different imams and all of these different mosques, you know, they started uh, uh, putting their sermons online and having nightly reminders and, you know, just all of the Zoom calls and just uh, different groups of people, even just uh, creating Zoom calls together, that, um, it it took the fear out of the loneliness for me, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It, yeah. And, and another thing, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought up the masks. One thing that really helped me, um, just recently I saw it actually on the Minnesota Department of Health website, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, they actually put out um, a, a flyer saying, my mask protects you and your mask protects me. Yes. And so I've been sharing that and that's that's also a really great reminder as well yeah, for me and for other
0: people. It's wonderful how the messaging has been, you know, developing, you know, from, you know, first wearing the masks, you know, then creating the mask. And now it's an opportunity to share something again, you know, uh, what we believe in. And, yeah, you know, a- after I saw that commercial, I ordered like six masks that says love on it. <laughs> just oh, so I,
2: I want that out there. I, I want, I you want. You know. Go for it. One more thing I wanted to add, Lori, was um, I noticed that uh, people are really finding joy in putting up their decor early, Mm. earlier than they have in the past.
0: like right after Halloween. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yes. Yes. (laughs) And you know, to be honest, driving through the neighborhoods has actually, I don't know, I, you know, we don't, like, we don't celebrate Christmas, but. Just seeing all the lights and decor actually has made me feel a little bit more happier (laughs) because it's so festive and it's so pretty. And, you know, just it is a very much uh, joyful time of the Mm -hmm. year. And I think we do need that, whether, you know, it's from our our own faith traditions or others, but the lights and, you know, just the the casual drive through the neighborhood has actually been kind of nice.
0: Well, it's getting to be the darkest time of the year. So yeah. to celebrate light, you know, by putting yeah. lights up, you know, whether, you know, it's to celebrate Christmas or, uh, druids and solstice yeah. or <laughs> yeah. whatever that needs us to, you know, be able to, um, you know, create a joy, I think is important. Yeah. It's like we're fighting the darkness and yeah. in fighting the darkness, it takes on such a deeper metaphor. Uh, in fighting the darkness and in how we've, you know, needed to survive a pandemic and economic downturn, a, a social justice, racial justice, uh, confrontation. Um, it's been dark. It's been a dark year yeah. and, and yeah. seeing light and, you know, I almost feel like it's, you know, Horton finds Whoville I everywhere. Mean, <laughs> all the things about Christmas and, and, and holidays and December and, and all of that that has been very materialistic in the past. I think we're, we're looking at, you know, wait a minute. I, it's about connection. Yeah. You know, it's about yeah. deeper connection. It's about, you know, caring about our home and caring about our family and caring about our friends. Yeah. And, you know, that yeah. it, it's a wake up call uh, as well. Yeah. Well, let's continue this. I have to take a break, um, but let's come back and talk more about you know what are some things you know I'm glad that that you're finding joy in the lights um, of your neighbors, but I think there's other things that that you all can teach us about um, the holidays and what what we can do and what you learn through Ramadan. I'd, I'd like to continue that conversation of um, our spiritual. Um, Opportunity during this time that, that you discovered um, that you can share with us so th- let's look forward to that for the next segment and um, I want to make sure folks know if you want to learn more about the wonderful work of uh, Rise you can go to the org. great group of women that celebrate women leadership and changing the world so stay with us we'll be right back Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter, and I'm glad you've joined the conversation. We are partnering today with our community partner, the Reviving the Islamic Sisterhood for Empowerment, and that's called RISE. And to learn more about uh, these Connections partners, you can go to our connectionsradiomn.com backslash community co producers. Our co-hosts today are Nashina Hussein, who is the executive director of Rise, and Amana Gauss out Amana. Let me make sure I pronounce this right. Gauss, is that correct? Yes, it is. There we go. <laughs> Amana Gauss, who is a community volunteer and very active with Rise. And we were talking about um this time of year, and there's a lot of um Centering going on and looking at joy, I think in in different ways. Uh, there's a lot for us, I think, to learn. And, and one of the things that this time of year is also a big part of is you know giving generously. You know, it's about generosity, and in how can we continue to go deeper and, and look inward as to what can we give during this time of year, and and how do we give. Um Nasheen, I know you you had some thoughts on 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 joy and and thankfulness this year
2: yeah i um I feel like this is this is really a time of generosity, and I think um what we have seen, if anything, during Ramadan was just an immense amount of generosity that we've seen through people, and there seems to be you know this fear of um Are we going to raise enough money? Is there going to be enough? And this mindset of like scarcity, I think, is um, something that I'm actually not witnessing. I'm just seeing people operate instead out of a mindset of abundance and really helping each other out, whether it was in Ramadan during the uprising with mutual aid or today with um, giving Tuesday and get to the max day. And seeing people really step up and be generous with not just their wealth, but also with their time and their talent and their testimony. And so, this sort of like philanthropic approach of um, I'm giving in all the many ways I can has been really, I think, has had really a profound effect on myself just because where government has failed, where our institutions and systems have failed. I've actually seen people connecting with people and helping each other out, and that is what I think gives me a lot of hope is just this shared humanity and this human connectedness that's allowing us to really draw from our from our experiences and our past and our traditions to be able to get through this this difficult time
0: and and seeing hope in a new way um that it's very real. I mean it it is we can have relatives who pass um, and we have to hold each other dear without holding each other <laughs> because you know we're we're down to our you know either our pod or our you know family household um. And, and And there is a, a deep human need, I think, to connect. and And yeah. I'm grateful for the virtual. I'm grateful that you all have joined me on more shows this year because you bring such insight and beauty and and thoughtfulness. Um, and And we've just all had to go a little deeper uh, to yeah. look at what it all means. And we've had in some ways, it's like we've all had a time out and we've had to you know stay in our home and figure some things out. And I think we are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and there's a uh, many times people don't know how to do something, and you, what I love about your group is that you keep providing ideas. This mm-hmm. is how you can help. Th- these are things, mm-hmm. things, and which is great because it's about what you do is so much um, grounded in leadership, and she rose that that should be honored and admired for the work that they do as leaders.
2: Yeah, and I want to build off of one thing, uh, Lori, that you said we actually also listened to our community, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. As soon as that pandemic happened, we reached out to our community. We asked questions and we asked, what do you need? And when we got those answers, that's how we were able to like formulate the ideas, right? So this is, I think, a really important aspect of uh, community building and community organizing is actually centering the people who are struggling with with whatever problem is out there, and so when Muslim, when we asked Muslim women, "What do you need?" It was, "I need human connection. I need spiritual connection. I need, um, I need to have something to get through this, whether it's um, access to therapy solutions, or food security, or um, help with my kids' homework, right?" Just. We needed to listen in order to provide ideas of, like, here's what you need to, here's some things, here's some resources and tools to help you through this. And, um, and, you know, when it ties back to that generosity, it was it was other Muslim women who were like, I have this skill. I would like to provide it. I'm a therapist. I would like to help. Um, I have access to um, connections to, um, for, to provide food and meals to those who need it. And I think that's what really community is all about is all of us just really stepping up and pushing. And I've been really impressed by the way people have stretched themselves in order to provide for not only themselves but for their community. And we talk a lot about self-care, which has a very individualistic approach, but I think we're really grounded in community collective care. I think all Mm -hmm. of us, when all of us are doing well, then all of us. Right.
0: Are doing well. Right. I get the image of, you know, the turn of the century way back when switchboard operators were, okay, I've got this and I can plug you in here and you've yeah. got this and I can plug you in there. Yeah. <laughs> and that you're the great sort of hub of of providing the aha moments of how to pull people yeah. together so that that they can connect. Yeah. Well, we are at the end of this segment. But I'm excited about our next segment in looking at – looking back at 2020 – Uh, as a whole and what RISE has done and I think we've done a good job in this segment of of sharing some of the ways that you do it and we can talk more in our next segment about what are those actual accomplishments that that you're most proud of so stay with us Um, learn more about the good work that RISE has been doing and um, we'll also be talking about future ideas so you're going to stay with us throughout the whole show and learn about where we're going in 2021 so thanks for being with us thank you also to Clock for sponsoring um, these great shows. And we'll be right back after a few commercials. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've joined the conversation. It's a great conversation today. We have our Connections Community Partner, Reviving the Islamic Sisterhood for Empowerment, known as Rise, and my co-hosts are Nashina Hussein, who is the executive director, and Amina Gauss, who is um, a great volunteer and considered a shiro of the um of the Rise group. So welcome.
2: Thank you, Laurie. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Lori.
0: Yes, yes. And we've had ups and downs this year, as we've been talking about. Uh, Crazy year. I think you said at one point, we had January, February, uh, and now (laughs) March (laughs) through December (laughs) lockdown. A lot of challenges. So looking back at the milestones or the special moments or the um, highlights, what what would you say that you – most want to share about what RISE has been doing this
2: last year? Yeah, I think, you know, this was, like you mentioned, a very challenging year, especially because we needed to be in community during a presidential election. And on top of it, we had census, if you recall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We wanted to ensure an accurate count, especially of our – Black, Indigenous, People of Color communities. And um, it we, you know, working from home had its own challenges. And so how do you pivot? How do you reinvent yourself? And how do you stay relevant when all of this is happening? And these are major things that are happening in our community. So what we learned was community organizing works. I mean, I know that that's not some <laughs> new revelation, but It kind of felt like it for us. Well, it went through a stress test
1: with this for sure.
0: (laughs) Does it work when the world is kind of falling apart? Yeah, Yeah. it
2: does. Yeah. And like, and how do you organize that community? Where do you organize that community, right? Like, everything had to be done digitally and online. And and so, um, that's what we had to really switch to, right? Is to update those technologies, understand our own skills on navigating those technologies, and I think what the digital realm has actually provided us was greater access. Mm -hmm. I mean, no longer did people have to travel to get to somewhere, we didn't have to be in certain places for access, like people from rural Minnesota could attend, people outside of Minnesota were attending, we were organizing with other um nonprofits um across the midwest so and, and you were not I mean, competing with a whole lot of other events that people were going to yeah <laughs> we, we were, people were getting <laughs> zoomed out yes, We exactly. were like a zoom fatigue <laughs> so i think for us you know we we feel like the silver linings were one we did get, we're getting fascism out of yes. the top government um entities We know that no party, no candidate is ever going to be 100% aligned with us, but we have an opportunity to really change that for next year. And that, you know, um, we heard a lot of, you know, my vote doesn't count. It's, you know, what is one vote going to do? But we recognize that it's about voting down the ballot and making sure that, Your voice is heard. So we feel that as hard as 2020 was, there were definitely moments of success.
0: You also had many more
2: Muslim women running for office. Yes. In fact, you know, um, Lori, there's some exit polls that have come out that showed that this was the highest um, turnout of Muslim voters in history. Oh, you have to be proud of that. Yeah, and so definitely we want to take cover for that at some point because not only did we turn out Muslim women vote, Muslim women bring others along. Oh, absolutely. They don't if go you, to the polls If you get alone, the women,
0: right? you're going to get the family. Yep. You're going to get yes.
2: the community. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so true. And then my mom. And then you're right. <laughs> so many people ran for office. Yes. And so, yeah. I'm and, gonna, and, you, add and you've got to
0: gotta
1: be proud of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally.
1: Amina. I just wanted to add to that and just say that I bought my mom and she was so excited to be able to vote. She created videos actually for her friends and for other women in the community to encourage them to go and vote. And she was so excited doing it and it was so important
0: for her. And to take our voice seriously, that our vote is our voice and not to dismiss that, oh, it's only one vote. Hey, that's my vote. That's my voice. And I have a right to To have my voice be voice be heard, which I think is so powerful that that we all came to the conclusion that you know we're not going to miss the opportunity to have our voice in in this process and not be dismissed. And and I so admire your group for creating that um, empowerment. I mean, you really uh, emphasize that we, we
1: can do this.
2: Yeah, and we and did it. it. Yes, yes, yeah. yes,
1: yes. And if mm-hmm. I could add to that too. Um, something that uh, RISE did that I I honestly haven't seen other groups doing is that uh, RISE didn't just um, speak to one particular age group or uh, one particular community. RISE said, wherever you are, whoever you are, at what age you are, you are welcome, you are a part of us, we are speaking to you, you are important. Uh. And so that helped to uh, mobilize people and... Uh, women and help them feel like they were a part of the process mm-hmm. and instead of being spoken to, they were brought along and so that mm-hmm. that really helped especially uh, women in the age group that my mom is in, they they really felt like, hey, you know, this is something that we can do too, we don't have to be young or we don't have to be at this uh, certain age, age group or, you know, have a certain level of activity outside of you know, uh, uh, the home or be this specifically engaged. Like they were encouraging each other, and I felt that that was really hopeful too. Because I haven't seen that um, happening for like a lot of other women in in uh, other organizations. So that was really great.
0: I hear what you, in what you're saying a real sense of I belong.
1: Yeah, I mm-hmm. feel
0: like I belong here. I belong to this wonderful group and. And in that belonging, I can be encouraged to do something. And I I think we all – belonging and connection, I think, have a relationship. Um, I think going deeper from connection, you get to that level of belonging. And I think when you feel that, that's when your voice can be heard. You you take ownership um, and you can be inspired to action.
1: And And you understand your power.
0: Yes, and there's a power that is inspired by each other in a group, but I've also seen you know, so many different people starting to recognize that their opinion is important. It's not just it, – it, there's been so much passive and disenfranchisement for so many years that I think this is encouraging even though it's been a, a, a hard last four years to go through. Um there's something that's been calling in, in a deeper sense of us that, that our country was was created on an idea, and mm. and how do we believe in that idea, and how do we express that idea, and how does that idea evolve uh, into a greater awareness and a greater ownership, uh, and and I just so again I, I know I, I say this, but I, I so admire how you empower that realization of how, how do we take our idea of our country to the next level, that, that we're all equal and that we deserve and and um, have earned our right to have a say.
2: Yeah, and I really appreciate, Laurie, how you're saying the sense of belonging because, you know, when we talk about diversity and inclusion and these, these, you know, hot topics, people are always like, oh, we want our cities to be welcoming and we want our communities to be welcoming. But it's like, well that's just like a little checklist. I need to make sure I feel like I belong. And the way that we're manifesting belongingness is right now through this democratic process. And so I think about the amount of investment we put into making sure people knew exactly how to vote, whether it was absentee or early in person. We also made sure that we provided in-language tools. This is mm-hmm. the first time that we were able to like have have uh how to how to vote videos in not just English and Somali and Arabic and Urdu and Bari, like there Bengali there was just so much language diversity to help people feel like they could understand what to do and become part of this belongingness and part of this community and i hope that like this continues that we don't feel like Everything has to be in one language, Mm -hmm. that we really do meet people where they're at and provide the tools that they need in order to feel that this is their community and that this is their voice and how it should be heard regardless of their demographic.
0: And with that comes that respect that... That there is a, I think belonging. Once you have that sense, I am respected for who I am. I am respected mm-hmm. for my language. I am respected for my ideas, and I am invited to to belong. Ah, that's powerful. Yeah. It just it, it allows, I think, a whole new way of seeing each other, uh, and and allowing for us to grow. I mean, it's a. We certainly have had. Uh, 400 years <laughs> of an imperfect nation and 250-plus years of trying to figure out what it means um, to have equality. And and, mm-hmm. I, and I welcome and embrace opportunities to continue to learn what does that mean. And with that, we should go to our, our commercials. <laughs> but I want to make sure that the audience knows that in our next segment, we're going to be looking to the future. What could this look like? Uh, what, what after this year uh, could we be preparing for for 2021? So stay with us. We'll be right back after just a few commercials here. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. And today we have been celebrating our partnership uh, with our community partner, Reviving the Islamic Sisterhood for Empowerment Rise. Their executive director, Nashina Hussein, uh, also my friend, is my co-host, along with Amana um who is an active volunteer and a shiro at the at the RISE, with the Rise group.
2: So, welcome.
1: Thanks, Lori. I
2: can't believe this is our last show of the year.
0: I know it's been great conversations throughout the year. You know, as we've all made our discoveries together, I'm very grateful to have your partnership um, because it's been a uh, it's it's been a rough one, (laughs) and and we've sort of weathered the storm uh, of this crazy pandemic and social injustices and economic challenges. Uh, You've been there and and we so appreciate you bringing your insights to the AM 950 audience. So thank you. Thank you for that. And as we're we're looking ahead for 2021, I I think the one bright star in the horizon is we're looking at vaccines and – but Mm -hmm. the challenge will be having folks actually – Take the vaccine. My guess is you might play a role in some of that, mm-hmm. and you may have lots of other ideas of what you're looking at for 2021. So,
2: so what's up? Yeah. So, I mean, one, yes, looking forward to this vaccine, absolutely. I think my fear is accessibility. Yeah. Again, we've seen so much disparities um, yeah. in healthcare with our communities, and I just am really, you know, nervous about who is going to have access uh, to the vaccine after the frontline and most vulnerable populations receive it, then, you know, our, our community is going to receive it adequately and in, in a timely manner and, and that. So that, that does give me a little bit of um, concern. And you're right, we are going to do what we can in order to continue educating our community around how to keep themselves safe during this time. Um, even while the vaccine is being distributed and administered, we'll you know we'll be those sort of trusted navigators um, between our healthcare officials and and government officials and and within our community. But I think what we're looking at for next year, you know, Lori, you talked a lot about uh, finding our voice mm-hmm. um, in that voting process and. I really want to build off of that because I think that has been the biggest um, sort of aha moment of finding that voice and making sure it continues to be amplified. And we talk about political power is not something that is just organized for one vote in November, but it's really throughout the year, throughout the multiple cycles. And so as we approach January um, and the 2021 session – We're going to build a legislative agenda for our community that is reflective and is addressing the concerns that they have. So we're actually in the middle of um, surveying Muslim women, asking them what issues they care about. I'm pretty sure most of these issues are going to be surrounding COVID and the Mm -hmm. pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, But really making sure that we show up at the Capitol, we hold our elected officials accountable. Um, even after the session ends, how do we continue those conversations? Continue building off of that, um, off of that power, and and really making sure that we build a Minnesota that's equitable for everyone. And so we're excited to see um, where our where all of this community organizing takes us next year. And we hope, you know, we hope to be partners with you and with other allies to continue this fight. For equality and justice, absolutely,
0: and it's a key year. This is a legislative year, right?
1: Yeah, a budget year. Yeah. Budget year, sometimes I, hard. Yeah, <laughs> with money. Amina, what what are your thoughts? I'm actually really looking forward to all of the new things that Rise does. I think um, uh, something that I've seen Rise doing, and and uh, no, Sheena, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when the year starts, there's, there's a plan, but then as the year changes, there's so many different creative things that RISE really listens to. And um, like uh, RISE really has their finger on the beat of the community. And even though something might not be in their, their, uh, their plan for the year, sometimes they ha- they are uh, they're able to squeeze out new and creative things and it's just such a joy to be a part of that and to uh, really uh, take advantage of all the benefit that that has to offer um so i i'm really looking forward to that kind of year and just you know learning more because every time that i am engaged in a rise event or an online event an in person event you know just these conversations i learned so much and i'm able to bring in more people to also learn and benefit and then and then they're able to bring more and more and then the community builds and learns and grows together and it's just such a beautiful feeling to to walk away from something so positive so i'm just really looking forward to having a really a, a positive experience this next year i mean Rise did such a great job this year with the pandemic, uh-huh. <laughs> no less, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I'm just really looking forward to um, what's to come in this next year. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we'll have, we'll have some sort of immunity in starting off to, you know, to kind of ease our, um, our uh, stressors and see each other's faces again. Well, it's interesting.
0: I, I've, I've had this feeling about the mask. You know, we have a mask that we put on to keep ourselves and our, our family and friends, you know, safe. Uh, but there's also another mask, you know, of, of our facade that seems to have come down during this time. We've all had to be so much more real that there, there's no, you know, there's no facade that you can really do through this period. And I think what, what's what been revealed is that that enthusiasm and that joy is contagious. You know, that that's powerful, that, that what you have created with your enthusiasm draws and then people are attracted and and then get to that sense of their voice is important and belonging. But it all starts with that enthusiasm. It all starts with that joy.
1: Um, and yeah. I'm sorry, Noshina, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say that um, –
2: It wasn't joyful in the beginning, Lori. It was really tough, right? We were, you know, I mean, for myself, I had started seeing a therapist just because I was like, I can't handle this. There's just so much trauma in the community and I don't know how to navigate this and I need help. And so I think, you know, a lot of us are still in that predicament and some of us are just really struggling to like get out of bed and do work and Um, And then others are like, okay, well, this is the new norm, and so we're going to have to, like, adjust and and move through this. And I, I personally feel like I'm at a space now that I know what needs to get done, and I'm going to just rely on all these wonderful sisters in my community to help us get through that. And again, and, and, I love reiterating that, you know, we bring others along.
0: And with that, we've got 30 seconds. So thank you so much for all that you do. I'm excited for the year to come and what what will evolve and be revealed in um, 2021. And thank you for all that you do for the community. We, we so appreciate having you share your stories with um, our AM950 audience. You've made a difference and you've been powerful and uh, we're going to get through this together. Thanks.